Hey, hey, welcome to the Swine Time Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Swinehart, and today we have a very special guest, my good friend, Lou Santini. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So Lou Santini is a good friend of mine. We've been doing comedy together for a long time, and uh, he's from Ohio, lives in uh, Los Angeles also. He's from Cleveland. He was a uh, uh, DJ at a yep. Cleveland radio uh, station. Yep. It was uh, heavy yep. metal, right? Yeah, hard was... rock, uh, new, modern rock at WMMS. Yeah. WMMS, yeah. and... Uh, we were roommates uh, yep. long, about 12, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, became great friends. And uh, during this uh, whole uh, pandemic, uh, <laughs> or as some people are calling it, plandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, uh, yeah the plandemic, pandemic. Uh, we uh, lose been like my sponsor, dude. I'm calling him <laughs> trying to calm me down, man. <laughs> calm me down, dude. I'm going freaking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's turning into Al Pacino in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Attica! Attica! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I, Brian and I, before the podcast started, we were having a conversation on my balcony here, and I talked about it on last week's episode of my podcast called Amateur Nation and this coming Sunday's, the difference between cautious and irrational. you right? Yeah. Like I said, cautious I get. I mean, it's like, look, this is new to all of us. It's like when yeah. this first started, I mean, I admit it, the first week I was a little panicked because they made it seem like if you got looked at, you turned into a zombie oh, and you died on the spot. Absolutely. Yeah, that was all new. And I and I respect that. Mm-hmm. Then came, I said, I've kind of gone through, I'm not going to speak on your behalf or anyone else's, yeah. but the different phases. Okay. Like first phase I went through was panic yeah. and, and worry. I was worried about my mom in Ohio being by herself. Would I get to see her again? Yes, you know, absolutely. If, if so, would I be able to travel to her? And I'm thinking, well, what if I travel and I contract the coronavirus the and thing. then bring it to my mother? I would, exactly. I would feel so guilty, you exactly. know. Exactly. Thought the exact same thing. You know thing. what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so we got past the panic phase. Then came the I'm not gonna say acceptance phase, more like, well, this is weird. You know? Yeah. It was lighthearted thinking we maybe had some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it's like, ah, this is dumb. I can't get I can't go to a restaurant now. I can't I have to stand in line at grocery stores and everything. That's what got me. The first time I had to stand in line at a grocery, I started freaking out. Yeah. I thought I said this can't be America. Yeah. Or well, the first time I went grocery shopping. What's funny is the first time I went grocery shopping during the pandemic, <laughs> coincidentally, it was literally the day I would normally go grocery shopping anyway. Okay. I didn't I didn't go grocery shopping because I was panicked and I needed to get stocked up. Yeah. I was low on food. I'm like, oh, I got to get groceries today. Yeah. And if, I think if I remember, it was kind of rainy in California. It was raining when all this was going right. down. That so, was made it even weirder. Right. Californians are just such idiots when it comes to, you know, the little bit of sprinkle. Yeah. But, I mean, the line was, I'm like, I wanted to get ice cream, but I was in the back of the line. Like, by the time I get to the front of the line, my ice cream will be melted. So, I'm like, I put that back. I'm like, I can't, I can't have a puddle. Yeah. So, all right. So, then you had right. that weird surreal phase. And I was trying to keep positive and be friendly and everything else. Still am. Then came the uh, boredom kind of okay. phase, and now I think you, me, and many other people, we're now we're, we're getting hostile. Yeah, to me, I'm in the, I'm in the question everything phase. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where I really am, and 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 and, and hostile, and you know, and I'm and I'm angry. You know, I don't know, I can't even, but I'm definitely have anger in me right now. And yeah. they said it's. I'm so glad I gave you whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, got <laughs> whiskey's known to calm people yeah. down. <laughs> I think I need. It. I haven't. I haven't had a drink this whole time. Since, okay. so this is my first drink since this has and all happened. One more. There's plenty here at the, at the bar. Yeah. No. It's. Um, you, you know. Uh, yeah. When we're here at Lou's place. His, his apartment's awesome, man. He's got Simpsons memorabilia <laughs> and, and racing stuff, and yeah. you know. It's, I don't understand. I said, all right. So let me tell you this true story: the difference between cautious and irrational. 
Okay. Cautious again. Uh, people standing six feet apart, wearing masks. I get it. That's you know they're and and people who don't wear masks. I don't get in their face. That's their choice. Yeah. I can't control the idea that we're going to control seven billion people on the planet. Right. I don't know how many people. It's right. over six billion. It's like it's illogical. You, yeah. you, you get the idea that you're going to expect everyone to wear masks twenty four seven and stay inside twenty four seven. It cannot happen. Germs are a fact of life. People need to be around each other. That's a fact of life. We were not meant to be 10 feet apart, 6 feet apart, whatever. We weren't. I know this is temporary, but I'm just saying. Hopefully temporary. Hopefully. So the other day I had to mail my, I mailed my mom some masks. She didn't have access to any. So I, I ordered some like day two of the uh, pandemic and they took five weeks to get in. So I mailed her a couple. One to keep in her car, one to keep in her house in case one breaks or gets dirty or whatever. Just a simple envelope. You know those places, they're not like post offices, but they're like mom and pop shops where they, you can go mail something and they can, they can find you the best deal. FedEx, UPS, whatever. Not making this story up. So even before the coronavirus, at best, there was maybe two customers at a time in this place. You know, there's always someone coming and going, but it's a small place. It's maybe 700 square feet. I know the owner. I've known him for 20 years. I know his wife and the couple, he always has a couple of college kids working in the back, packaging boxes and stuff. I was riding my motorcycle. I had my full leather motorcycle jacket on, leather gloves, and rather than put my mask on, I just left my helmet on, and it's a full face helmet. Okay. Not to mention, I'm going to be in there for two seconds. Like, here's an envelope. How much are you? A buck thirty-five. There you go. Thanks, John. See you later. Yeah. I walked in there, and there's like a little island, like what you would have in a big kitchen. Okay. You know, to set your boxes on yes. or your purse or whatever while you at take the post care. office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the post office, sure. Okay. And I'm talking to John, making just, you know, normal human conversation. I'm like, so, hey, how's your wife? Everyone good? Yeah, good. You know, talking to the guy in the back. He always comments on my sneakers, asking me how comedy's going and whatever. Right. And right in the middle of this woman, this is irrational because pre-coronavirus, I would like to think, she would say, excuse me, sir, pardon me. But instead, I'm talking to John, making conversation, and she goes, are these your keys? (laughs) And I, it it didn't even register because I had set my keys down Uh because I was like paying the guy the money. Yeah. And I kind of put my hand up as if to say, hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm having a conversation here. Yeah. Give me a minute. And so I go back to talking to John. She goes, sir, are these your keys? And I turned to her and I just went, yes. And I go back to talk. I'm not making this up. She goes, should I dispose of them? Dispose of them? <laughs> and I looked at her and then John knows I'm a comic. He looked at me like, oh, shit. Oh, he no. Like, Especially to you got the right, sarcasm. Right, right. And I go, explain to me why you would throw away something that doesn't belong to you. Wow. You know, and I said, you don't have to touch those. How do you know those don't belong to the customer who was just in here? They walked out and forgot. They're going to be back here in two seconds to pick them up. How do you know they don't belong to the employees here? She goes, I don't know. And she had her mask on and gloves and a hat. And she was, she was looking, she was, you know, ready to go into a radiation shower. And I respect that. That's her choice. You can do that. You can be cautious. Now you've crossed the line into irrational. Yeah. And I, and, and. Disposing of keys. Plus the fact that she interrupted me not once, not twice, but three times. And I finally said, I said, don't touch them. And not to mention, where are you getting the idea that by touching key or being around keys, she wasn't holding them, being around keys is going to kill you. So she wasn't even touching, she just was. No, she was looking at them. They were on the counter. And she wanted to dispose of them, like throw them away? Right. I'm like, and I go, all right, so you're looking at them now. <laughs> And not touching them, but you want to dispose of them, which means you'd have to pick them yeah. up and then throw them away yeah. with your rubber gloves on. That is irrational behavior. And I'm sorry, folks, but irrational behavior is what gets people killed. It does. It gets people killed and injured. I mean, I'll even use a more benign example I used on my podcast. You're dating someone. You're married, right? You have a fight with your wife, your significant other, your husband, whatever. 
and you know, you're tired, you've been fighting for a long time, and then someone blurts out something they regret because they're acting irrationally, and then that's the end of the relationship, or it's a bigger problem mm. to solve. Mm -hmm. That's a very small, you can fix that. But when you got people who just want to like ban the sale of carpet like the governor of Michigan yeah. is doing and don't ride on your lawnmower and yes. it's like, you can tell me not to ride on my lawnmower, but I need a fucking reason. A good reason. A scientific reason. Not yeah. be just because, well, because I'm the governor. This isn't because I said so. No, I need more than that. Yes. I need more than that. Yeah. I just, this irrational behavior. And here's another story. This happened to me yesterday. I can't believe I'm telling this story. Yeah. On my motorcycle. And I was at, uh, 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 I, I've been taking my motorcycle because it's nicer weather. I just want to be outside. And there's nobody outside. Yeah, no the traffic. Are, less traffic. And they smell the flowers blooming. It's, you smell fresh cut grass. It's a little bit life affirming, yeah. right? So I was at a red light at the crosswalk. And there was a guy. He was not homeless. He was some crazy homeless guy. He was dressed in khakis, loafers, button down shirt. And he was walking across the crosswalk like an amateur, as I say in my show, yeah. looking at his cell phone. Oh, shit. But. I was just at the red light, right? And there was a car next to me. And when he looked up, he saw me rather than a car. And I guess he thought because I was outside as opposed to being inside a car, he actually jumped so high, he, what, he lost one of his shoes and he ran across the crosswalk and left his fucking shoe in the crosswalk. Oh my God. That's and, what I call a pussy. Yeah, That's I, what I call a and pussy. And here's the best part. It was all unspoken because I got my full face helmet on. I looked at the driver, the woman next to me in the car, and she gave me a look like, did that guy just leave his shoe? <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, so he was startled. I don't know why. I mean, like, I'm wearing a helmet. You're 20 feet away from me. Yeah. We're outside. And he had a mask on. I'm like, what do you think's going to happen? So I got, I, you know, the light turned green. I went. And so I, I went slow. I looked at my rearview mirror. I'm like, he's definitely going to wait, wait till the light turns red and go back and get his shoe, right? Guy kept walking. He, he walked past the bank, past the McDonald's. He's like, I'm done. I'm like, just left his shoe. Just left his shoe there. And I'm like, what a weirdo. I don't, yeah. And I'm thinking, I mean, a homeless person, maybe, but this yeah. guy, cell phone, dressed yeah, nice, cell phone. seemed normal. I mean, I know there's homeless people. So. But and people this, are losing it. It's irrational. Yeah. And part of that, I think, what an idiot. But the yeah. other part of that is, it's like, yeah, he's probably kind of an idiot anyway. Yeah. But now it's exacerbated because you start implanting fear and you know everything Whoa. else in everyone's head. That that is the 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 fear that they have. us. see now, I'm walking around. You know, I'm going to the groceries and doing deliveries for people and whatnot, and. Um, I'm just looking at people and, and the reactions that they're having to each other is so over the top. I, and I, I don't. I think that most of the people are probably healthy. I mean, I think I think pretty much everyone yeah, is. I know. Well, of course, most of us are. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you the best part of that story later yeah. in the post office, right? Yeah. So uh, I forgot to tell you the best part. So once I, I paid, it was like a dollar thirty-five postage. I walked right by her and I was easily six feet away because I'm not going to make a bad situation worse. I'll still respect the woman's you know insanity. And I just went, Relax. And when I said that... Oh, shit. No, she... You ever seen those... You know, you ever seen a movie uh, like someone's going to commit suicide by jumping off a building and they're on the ledge? And yeah. They, she flattened herself up against the wall with her hands on the wall and was like doing this. Uh, and I was 10 feet away from her. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a person who doesn't... If anyone should not be out during the pandemic, it's that woman. Yeah. That I'm not the problem. She's the problem. Yeah. If you're freaked out by random inanimate objects 10 feet away from you that you do not have to touch, and then you flatten yourself against the wall as someone walks by way out of sneezing range, and you're both wearing masks, that's irrational. That, that's that, that's you, irrational. You need to stay home. 
You're, yeah. you're not equipped for modern society. I mean, you know, though, she goes home and she turns on the damn television right. and she watches the news. And believes everything told to her. Everything. And, that's, and, and, and after all of this, the one thing that a lot of people are going to leave with is saying, how the hell do I trust the news again after this? I, and again, to, to be very clear, I'm not speaking on Brian's behalf. I am not a conspiracy theory guy. I, I, of course, the coronavirus is a real thing. I just think this, this whole quarantine is a hoax. And I think it was needed at the beginning, but now I'm feeling very much like we're being manipulated and we're being conditioned. And just get used to it. Just have, just get used to everything being delivered at home. Get used to being alone. Get used to not being close. Be, be, get used to not shaking hands. They're keeping you distracted with your mouth covered, six feet apart. Stay at home. It, it, it's being trained. Yeah. You want you want you want your dog to stop crapping in the house? You condition it. You get him on a uh, schedule. You get him you get him used to doing stuff. Yeah. You know? And look, this could all go away tomorrow and we could all be out and people are like, oh my god, Santini, what an idiot. And maybe I'll even feel that way. Like, I can't believe I was freaked out. But you know what? I won't apologize for it because I was put in this situation. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean I'm not mentally tough. I'm a mentally strong person. I've been through a lot of crap in my life. But don't tell me that I'm that I'm being suspicious. And I'm not acting irrationally. I'm still being very polite to people. I'm respecting people's. They want to be fanatical and run out of my way or something. Go right ahead. But don't expect me. I'm, I mean, Brian came over to talk about the podcast. The first thing I did was shook his hand. Yeah. I'm not saying I put my fingers in my mouth after. Yeah. You know what? I didn't do that before the virus, you idiots. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Brian, you and I have been doing comedy a long time. I used to get teased all the time from other comics for keeping a little bottle of hand sanitizer in my pocket. Okay. I'm like, well, I shake probably 10, 15 comedian hands yeah. a night. And then if I'm doing a show and I hang out to the end, the fans come out or whatever, I'm shaking, hey, thanks for coming. Out. Hundred of fans. Hundred of fans. I'm thinking, it, I even knew then if I didn't have hand sanitizer, make sure you don't touch your hand I mean, in your face. We've shaken thousands of hands. Thousands. Probably tens of thousands over and the I, years. And, I, and you know, I, that's one of the things I really enjoyed was shaking people's hands after the shows. And, yeah. and, and and that's something that me... Like I said, I don't want to risk other people. Of course. But me, I will risk myself to shake people. It's just... If you con- want to shake my hand, I'm not going to turn you down. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. And and, 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 and I think that, that I'll really miss it because... You know, it, it kind of gave it enjoyment. You, your show ends and they're walking out and some of the people would be so excited yeah. to shake hands with the comedian. How else do you know? I mean, yes, look, a paycheck is great, but most comedians, sadly, don't do it for the paycheck. We don't. You know, I mean, a paycheck is usually a byproduct or an extra bonus, yeah. you know, that you get, whether it's just doing a showcase spot or you're doing a, you know, very uh, lucrative uh, corporate gig. But that's how you know that someone appreciates. When someone that you don't ask, we don't stand outside saying, hey, please shake my hand. We stand there, and if someone wants to shake our hands, we do hey, it. man, great show. Yeah. Man, they don't have to do that, but yeah. they're showing appreciation. So when this is over, and we don't even know if we, that's just, we don't even know if our career is coming back because how are you going to laugh with a goddamn mask on? How are you going to laugh with a mask on? How are you going to read the comedian? Like I said, as I've said many times, a comedian doesn't just have his jokes. You have your facial expressions, your body language, yeah. your volume control. Your facial expressions are so much. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Your, your choreography, your act outs. You know, you're playing to certain sides of the room. You're playing. Oh, this the left side of the room's hotter than the right, right. side. I'm going to play with them. Oh, I'm going to do some crowd work with these people or whatever. I'm do. I'm going to abandon my set list and do that. You know, I'm not just going to trade monkey and do these online comedy shows and perform for a tiny little camera lens. Yeah. You know, it, it just. 
How come it, comedians are expected to do that? I don't see musicians playing their songs for free. Yeah. Uh, besides the guys tinkering around at home. Yeah. It's really, I know, because it's really like, that's what's, I mean, every, there's so many people have lost their businesses and things. And, you know, I can only speak for myself, but that's, it's just put me in a depression when I wake up. Right on. It's not, you know, it's, it's just, you, yeah, you know, you, you wake up and you're like, damn, I, I don't have a gig tonight or. Oh, in the foreseeable future. When? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You and I are in the people business. Never mind stand up. We both are actors. I do voice yeah. acting. I yeah. do TV hosting. We're both writers. I got a podcast. I got three books on Amazon. I mean, you and I are in the entertainment business and it only works if there are people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that our job is more important than anybody. Certainly not. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we know who the most important jobs are right now. The yeah. medical people, the yeah. firemen, the police. Yeah. Duh, hats off to them and, and our armed forces. Yeah. But I mean, we are in the people business. And these people are like, oh, it's fine. I'm, just, I'm working from home. I don't care. I'm like, and those are the people that are being, con- it's not going to bother them. Yeah. I get to work in my pajamas. I can do my work from home. And they're going to be programmed and, and conditioned to like, well, you don't even need to go to work anymore. Just do your work from home. Yeah. You know, Take that little check from the government. Well, like I said, like for example, uh, uh, car insurance. You know, you, you see, the, you see the commercials on TV, and they show they feel like our 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 uh, insurance adjusters are working from home to help you, which is good. I mean, that, I'm glad that part of the economy is working. But then they're going to be going, like, yeah. Why do we need to have a building with these people in here? I mean, we could just cut costs and do all this. Why do you need to have go get groceries? You could have food delivered. Why do you need to buy pants and jeans and and bras and pantyhose or what? I don't know pantyhose. Who wears pantyhose? Whatever. Well, I'm just saying, order it from Amazon. Yeah. Amazon has profited from this. That's right. I mean, like I'm, I'm sitting here in my bar. What's hanging right next to my my my? They, Exercise bands. Yeah. I bought those on Amazon because I needed something because I have some dumbbells and I can do push-ups and stuff at home, but I need to have some variety. I'm not just going to sit here and gain 50 pounds because all this is happening. Man, it makes you think. Who's behind this That's damn shit? That's what I mean. It's like, I mean, you can't, it, it's like, you know, as I said many times on my podcast, don't shit on my cupcake and call it frosting, all right? <laughs> it's like, don't tell them, don't, it's the perfect recipe to control people. Fear, and then disguised as caring. Hey, 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 Brian, don't touch that hot stove. I'm doing it for your own good because I care about you. I gave you an order and then I disguise it as caring. Stay inside because we're the the country, the company, the business, fill in the blank, that cares. Yeah. Stay inside, we care. And a lot of people are sitting there, you know, who at the beginning of this, like, relax, it's not a conspiracy. I said, I never said it was a conspiracy. I'm saying it's very opportunistic. Well, so here's here's what I'm struggling with right now. One of the many things is um, much more whiskey. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. I need to pause. Yeah, I better go ahead. I'm listening. Go so ahead. So one of the many things is that uh, you know the 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 thing of of us keep getting pushed back and back. You know, and what I what makes me angry is when I talk to people like you know now my neighbor. I love this guy, but I love this guy. I'm not saying, but I love this guy. He uh, doesn't really have to work or nothing. He uh, he keeps telling me, oh, well, you know, they're going to end it on, on March 30th. I say, I don't think so. April 15th. I don't swear, April 15th. Yeah. May 15th. I'm like, dude, each time they push it back on us. It makes everyone that much more tense. It's like, dude, how do I know it's going to be May 15th now? Or May 1st? And May 15th and June? And, and, and as this keeps going... You know, these are moments of our life. I mean, I don't want to sound selfish, but these are moments of our lives. You can't get back. You can't get back. Our careers are set back so far. 
our creativity step back because, and maybe we and maybe we were lucky to get the comedy in and shit while we had it because I'm not I'm not positive shit's gonna pop back the way it was. Yeah, it won't happen overnight because if if there's this fear of stay apart from each other. And then there's the next, you know, so people are just kind of come back and 200 people are going to sit in a room and laugh and boom. And, and, you know, and right now there's like a big need for, for what we have to say. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm sorry. I mean, again, not saying we're the most important job on the planet, but if anything, the world needs laughter and levity more yeah. than ever. Yeah. And I had a friend of mine on Facebook. It was like day four of the, of the quarantine. And she's like, loose. And like, Panic. You can hear the panic and the message. Stop making jokes. And I'm like, uh, no, this is how I stay sane and this is my job. I take it seriously. And the fact that you think that I'm just ma- – I'm not making light of the people dying. I wasn't making jokes about the deaths or the virus itself. All my jokes were self-deprecating jokes about like, you know, like we all do. Like I, I'm losing track of what day it is. Yeah. And what, how do I fill my time? And, you know, I, and the one post I put, I said – I've been up for 22 minutes and I completed everything on my to-do list. <laughs> what now? Now what do I do? You know, I mean, I'm taking, being more careful. I mean, I, I get the occasional voiceover audition or whatever, or, you know, I'm, I'm writing my podcast. I produce it. I do post-production on it. I do my research on it. I take a lot of time with my podcast, but, you know, it doesn't fill 50 hours a week. It fills seven to 10 hours a week. Yeah. You know, and it, I, I mean, before I was pretty damn busy. Now, see, I'm struggling right now of being focused of to sit down I'm having a harder time now with more time to sit down and write than I was yeah. when my schedule Because you don't have a deadline. I don't have a deadline. I don't know There's no sense of urgency. You don't there's no need to there's no uh, none of that I have to. Yeah, there's no gig there's no brain improv this month. I guarantee you uh, Brian if if they said look we're we're lifting the quarantine ban April, what's today's date this? <laughs> it's the very fact that I don't even know what the hell date yeah, it is. The 17th, Today's the 18th. 18th. Right. So if they said on the 20th we're lifting the ban. I guarantee you you would get all that back. Oh well, no because you would know like all right today's we're lifting the 20th. The first show will probably be the 22nd. Yeah, you know, and and, they, and you'll have something to aim for, but I mean, like you know, if <laughs> I mean, never mind comedy, but any job, if you never thought, well, if I'm never getting out of here, why should I try? Yeah, and that's part of the problem. That's the byproduct of this pandemic and the quarantine is uh, complacency. And just that's huge complacency, and like because I think a lot of people now are in, for lack of a better word, we talked about this before we started the podcast, are enjoying this. Look, I have a new fashionable mask to wear. They are, like, they do don't really get it. Do you want to cover your mouth? Do you really want it? Well, you know, and then the people are like, well, it's better than nothing. It's like, well, and that's right there. You just surrendered. Yeah. You can't sit there. Oh, uh, better safe than sorry. No, that, that is not the case. Better safe that, that you can't. I'm, all right. Forget the pandemic. Better safe than Sorry. From from now on, no driving ever. I was thinking about it. You that. know what I mean? Well, I better safe than sorry. What if you get into an accident, Brian? Yeah. In fact, you you really shouldn't walk because you could trip. Yeah. What if you tripped and fell and you landed weird and broke your neck? Life, it, the insurance industry, literally is built on calculating risk. If I sell Brian life insurance, I can sit there and go, oh, he's a 40-something-year-old male, and he's healthy, he never smoked. All right, we can give this much insurance because he takes care of himself. Yeah. He's not overweight. He doesn't have heart disease in his family. He doesn't smoke. He's a healthy young man. We can give him a million dollars of life insurance at a lower rate. Oh, 
the morbidly obese guy who smokes six packs a day. And you're right, that's calculating risk. Yeah. Car insurance, the same thing. You drive a, a Prius like you drive, yeah. you know, there's just less risk than someone who's driving a Lamborghini right. who's going to drop the hammer every time. Yeah. Like, or someone who's got a, a uh, lead foot like I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a reason that the, the insurance is higher for drivers under 25. You know what I mean? So life is about risk. Brian, Brian and I are at my bar in my house right now doing this podcast. He could slip, fall, and hit his head yeah. and million-dollar baby himself and, <laughs> and start drinking out of a tube for the rest of his life. I mean, it's like you can't, you can't sit there and say better safe than sorry because then it comes a point of cautious yeah. versus irrational. Irrational. When the governor of Michigan is telling you don't plant seeds, it's like gardening. What look, I'm not a gardener. I don't have a green thumb. I respect people who can grow their own food. That's got to be a great feeling of accomplishment. Like, I made this food. That's, That's great. Awesome. Yeah. I just don't care, and I don't have the patience for that. Yeah. But I know plenty of people in California and Ohio that do. It's springtime. You want to plant your seeds. You want to tend to your garden. You're outside. You're by yourself. You're getting some fresh air. Explain to me what you do on your own property, how that's the governor of Michigan's business. Yeah. She was over And you, the top. you cannot answer that question with better safe than sorry. No. She's just looking out for humans. No, she ain't looking stop. out for anything. You're, you're being illogical. That is not looking out for humans. That is not about the overall health of society. That is a control move. That is logic and common sense. And if you just regurgitate, well, better safe than sorry, they're doing. No, stop. You, you are why this quarantine is continuing yeah because as long as 51 percent the majority of the americans or the world would pick your country go along with it just well better safe than sorry that they got you they got all of us so stop telling me i'm un-american or that i don't care about humans if i'm not agreeing with this whereas it's actually the other way around and and i feel like we need people to get the debates i mean you know i've been pretty pretty uh doing a lot of these videos lately and pretty and i feel like we need like people to uh disagree to start to to disagree with what they're be, being told right. just to get it out there and you know i was telling like i was telling you, you Lou, i mean i posted a couple videos and memes and and, and lost 30 followers yeah. in a day yeah and i'm like wow Never had I thought that would, and not to mention the messages, and and I'm getting a little wild and crazy, but to pull that much out of people, yeah, means that maybe I'm onto something they don't want to look at, or maybe I am a thousand percent wrong and, and a, am a, a hey, lunatic. Hey, you know I might what though? Be. I tell you what. Here's the benefit of the way you and I are thinking. If we're wrong, good. I hope I am. I swear. Me too. I hope I am. Me too. And if this is all over and whatever, and they're like, you know, Bill Gates had nothing to do with this. Or they're not trying to chip us. And they're not trying to take away. They're not trying to monitor us 24-7. They're not trying. This has nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein's island and all the CEOs <laughs> that all of a sudden, you know, stepped down back in, you know, whenever. All right. Hey, great. And again, I'm not a cons- I don't, I, I'm not trying to. I don't know. We don't know. But, you know, but, but if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one. Like, yeah, I'm so glad I was wrong. I'm glad I was wrong. I have, but here's the difference. I'm just talking. I haven't done anything irrational. Yeah. I'm just talking. Whereas the people who were hiding from my keys and want to throw my car keys away, yeah. you know, and the guy who will abandon his shoe, those are dangerous people. Those are the people that are like the governor. That's the person who's like, yeah, the governor should stop the sell of carpet and no seeds. <laughs> and I, and yeah. you know what? You should probably leave your shoes wherever you have them. I'm like, that's irrational that's behavior. Irrational. That's dangerous behavior. That is. 
Because that guy could stub his toe without. <laughs> <laughs> you stub your toe, you wind up in the hospital, you're around the coronavirus patients, and you wind up with coronavirus. And where'd he go? You know, but when they, well, the original uh, in Ohio, where you and I are from, the governor was saying you shouldn't be just driving around. The one woman got stopped, uh, and the police said, Where are you going? She goes, I just wanted to get a drive. I had to get out of the house. And they gave her a ticket. And I'm like, She's in her own car, but their rationale is she could get into an accident, she has to go to the hospital, we need every bed, and she could contract. I'm like, that's a massive connect the dots. Yeah. And I, I was like, I said, come on, man. I said, you know, and even once this is over, the same thing could happen. She could get into a car accident and while she's in the hospital catch an infectious disease from someone else in there. Yeah, you know, I thought about with the car accidents. And then, you know, I, 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 heard, I, I heard today that 400,000 Americans die every year of smoking cigarettes. Yep. Well, if they cared so goddamn much about us. Why don't they make cigarettes illegal? I, I know. I, well, that, that's when you start getting, and I understand what you're saying, but that's, it's this kind of shit that uh, those kind of arguments start to become the distraction. They want us yes. distracted. Yeah. They want us talking about everything except the reason why. Why? And then everyone thinks, well, because everyone, because of the virus. Like, no, no, stop. You know, 80,000 people in the United States died of the regular good old fashioned flu in 2018. 80,000 2018. Yeah. Okay. Right? And we're like 25,000 now. And I know this sounds callous because I know those are real people. And if this was one of my loved ones, I understand what you're yes, saying. Yes, I do agree with that. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, I understand. Tough. I'm just, I'm trying to yeah. be logical here. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not a medical expert. But you know what? Bill Gates is not a vaccination expert just because he has a trillion dollars. Yeah. Stay in your fucking lane, nerd. It's like you invented home <laughs> computing. You didn't get enough wedgies. Mark Zuckerberg didn't get to fuck the woman he wanted to fuck. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, now we have Facebook invading our privacy all the time. Yeah. And, and by the way, to dispel any, any of your listeners who are like, yeah, but if you had the virus, you would want the quarantine. I go, that, that those are not connected. If I got the coronavirus, my thoughts would not be, I hope the rest of the planet stays home. My thoughts were like, I hope I get better and I get to see my mom and my friend Brian again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I, that's, that, that is the fact. Yeah. Shutting down the country would not bring me back. It's not going to – yeah. Hey, man. This- like I said – you know, and like I said, and then of course you get the people, oh, what, you know more than the World Health Organization, the CDC, and the president? No, I don't. But I'm going. But you got to give me some information. And to go back to your previous point, since I'm not going to say MySpace, but I've talked about this on my podcast. Since I would say Facebook, because MySpace, you and I were on MySpace. Yeah, together. MySpace was fun. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, yeah. Well, the biggest heated debate would be like, "Oh, this movie sucked." No, it didn't. Yeah, okay. exactly. Now it's like you know, I'll kill you and your whole family. Oh, You're dude. a Nazi. You're I a communist. I fucking lose it sometimes. Yeah, I know. So, it, oh man, I, I can't even believe my behavior. I'm this. I'm this close to deleting Twitter because Twitter might have just be called, "Hey, say whatever the hell you want." Yeah. You know, at least I Facebook, don't go on Twitter anymore. I know. I, I, I'm this close to getting rid of it. I don't use it that much anyway. So, but the difference is, like, with, when it comes to social media. Thanks to social media and clickbait and fake news and headline, you, you click on a headline thinking, oh, I'm going to learn about this fact. And all of a sudden, it's some Hollywood gossip bullshit. Yeah. Thanks to social media, people either believe everything they read or nothing that they read. Right. Jur- I mean, look, I did not major in journalism. I majored in broadcasting and mass media communication. I know that's the laughable major in college. I didn't but know that. But. Everyone makes fun of it. Oh, might as well have just done nothing. But I took it seriously, and I was on the dean's list you know, six times. I, I took it seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, was, I knew I was going to go into radio. I didn't just want to just be a radio DJ. I wanted to have some intelligence. I wanted to get an education just in case I changed my mind. Yeah. 
I always took one writing course and one public speaking course every semester in awesome. college. Right? I'm going to make awesome. sure I always write. And even when I was 18 and in college, the first thing they taught us, I took news writing, feature writing, effective oral communication, sp- public speaking, feature writing, all these, all these writing courses, right? Week one, verify your sources three times. Mm. Meaning, hey, President Brian Swinehart said this. All right, I'm going to check three different sources. I'm going to check, did he really say that? How do you know? Did you say that? Three times. Now it's just like, thanks to Photoshop and who knows yeah. what, I can copy and paste anything. Right. I could take a picture of Brian back when he was in high school and look, look at this. He's kicking a dog. And I could sit there and Photoshop a dog next to your foot. Yeah. You're kicking a football. Yeah. And all of, a sudden, right. exactly. all of a sudden, Brian abuses animals. <laughs> I believe it. I saw it on the internet. You know what I mean? And it's, that's, that's sad because the idea of a journalist, I mean, look, say what you want. I mean, I know I'm older than you. You and I, are, we're not generations apart, but we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're a few years apart. Say what you want about, you look at news anchors back in the 70s, even the 80s, early 90s, before the advent of social media. Yeah. They were kind of, for lack of a better word, bland. They were, uh, they yeah. were, you know, I prefer that. Right. Walter Cronkite, they always used, his nickname was the most trusted man in America because he talked like this and he just gave you the facts. It, boring, yes. possibly, monotone or whatever. And you t- Peter Jennings, uh, Max, I can't think of his last name, uh, uh, black guy from ABC News, can't think of his name. Uh, Jessica Savage, uh, Barbara Walters before she was on The View, yeah. uh, all the people from 60 Minutes. Yes, they were old. They were older and, and whatever. But they just here, – here's what happened. Yes. Figure it out. what happened. Here's you decide. You decide. And if there was something shady going on, there would be an investigative report that you watched. Uh, 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 Hugh Downs on 2020. Yeah. Now, whether you watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever, every, every woman's a supermodel with double Ds. Yeah. Every guy looks like, Jesus Christ, this guy could be a fucking runway model. Right. And, was, and you start and – and of course, it's like, here's what happened. And here's what I think about it. Yeah. And it's like, can I please formulate my own opinion? Just give me the facts. Yes. All of the facts. All tell me what them. I need to know, and I will formulate my own opinion. But now, sadly – I mean, back in the day, you, you would watch ABC, NBC, CBS. I don't care what's on. I just wanted the news. Now it's like, well, I'm a Republican, so I watch Fox. I'm a Democrat, so I watch CNN. Yes. That should not be. That should not even be a thing. I think it was, yeah, it's, the, it's once that they got to the, the, the 24-hour news services, CNN, I guess, started it. Right. That created, okay, we, we need ratings. News need can news. be entertainment. Inter- news is entertainment. Where before, like you were saying, and that, so, so for me, 80s and 90s, I remember that. Dan Rather, I think, was Yeah, on. Dan Rather, okay. another one. So, yeah, so those guys would sit there. You come on for 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, they got to give you all the news. Right. And really, all the news that isn't involved in your life should only take 30 damn minutes. Right, I know. Right? Right. It's, even with this shit, it's like, but see, that's why they have us, because every thought right now is this damn, I mean... I'm glad you mentioned that because here's something else I thought about. Hypothetical, again, let's say the pandemic goes away tomorrow. Think about all the news that we're not hearing right now. Oh, what's Jennifer Lopez doing right now? Oh, thank God I'm not hearing about that. What is she wearing in the red carpet? Yeah. Well, maybe keep coronavirus going. I hate that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's worth it. Totally. Yeah. I'm just saying. It was like, you know, and sadly, I saw her and Alex Rodriguez. I mean, they're in their mansions and they were like posing and doing selfies and videos and stuff. She's shaking her ass and squeezing her boobs together or whatever. I'm like, you know what that is? Hey, don't forget. We still exist. Mm -hmm. Don't forget about us. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, you, how do you have that much money and fame and you were that insecure and needy? Right. No one gives a fuck about you. And if you care about Jennifer Lopez during all this, you're a fucking amateur. Yeah, you are. That's amateur nation. That's amateur nation. You're an amateur. Like, really? Do you really care?
care about what Jennifer Lopez is doing in her mansion while she has her personal hairstylist. And, and by the way, she and A-Rod, they were made up to the nines. And it's like, you know, so she has her personal stylist coming to her house. Oh, I'm sure she's wearing a mask. And, and her right. hairstylist yeah. and her nutritionist and her, and her trainer and everything else. All that shit's still happening with the really wealthy people. Did you happen to see the video? <laughs> I took a shot, guys. You, you, you it just, just fucking you, burnt me. That was uh, that's some good whiskey. You just down there. Yeah, I just down a whiskey and Luke got. You got to save. We should have done a video podcast <laughs> on that one because that gotta was strong. That. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, so I don't, I don't miss. I mean, look, I, I don't follow the big, big four sports like I used to. I used to be a big Steelers fan, Cleveland Indians baseball fan. I would watch. I even watch like Wimbledon now and then, and the Masters. The last couple holes. I would watch, uh, you know, the NBA championships. I did watch the Cavs win the NBA championship. Yeah, that was awesome. Everything. Yeah, it was nice. But I gave up the Big Four a long time ago because I got tired of the greed and the bitching and the whining and the, and the trash talking on Twitter. It's like, just do your job, Play. win the game, and tell me the score. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I've always been a car guy, but I love drag racing and Formula One. But I'm telling you, during this, I don't miss any entertainment news. And that's what's said. And that's going back to your original point. I'm worried about, like, our jobs because people are like, I guess I don't need to go to comedy clubs. Like, That's exactly yeah, right. See how long you go without laughter. Yeah. Real professional belly laughs. Yeah. Not because your buddy's funny and he acted stupid or because your friend filmed a stupid video of you tripping falling down the stairs on Instagram. Thought out. Thought out, prepared, professional comedy. You're going to realize how much you miss that mm. when you go see one. When you go mm. see a Bill Burr. You yeah. know, when you see someone in, who's just a, a, a master at their craft. Yeah. When you go see a musician who's really, really good. You know what I mean? You know, the next time you go see a movie and you're in a theater with a lot of people, I'm like, man, I'm really enjoying this experience. But that, as I said on my podcast, I don't know why amateurs are so upset about not being able to go to restaurants. Right now, all they would do if they could go to a restaurant was look at their fucking phones and take pictures of their food anyway. They wouldn't yeah. enjoy the real life moment. It's, you know, it's, it, we really let ourselves, you know, I, I, I reference that book 1984 mm-hmm. so often, right? But I, I think that it's like, he was on point pretty close, except that what really made us prisoners was ourselves mm-hmm. and our own egos as to look at me, look at me, and I'm just as guilty as anyone. I, yeah. But Once the, I post a picture, I'm like, oh, man, I hope I get my likes. Yeah, but the right? difference is you're doing your likes. You're not doing it because you're, you have to lift in your shirt, showing your abs and your flicks and your biceps. Well, if I had those, I would. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you do it because, look, I mean, I make no apologize, uh, apologies for that because you and I are in the entertainment business. I mean, it's a necessary evil. Yeah. I mean, look, if, I, if, I didn't, if, if my agent and manager said, yeah, you don't need to be on, I'm like, oh, off, done. I got a cell phone and an email. I'm good. Well, I'm wondering if social media doesn't hurt me. <laughs> with, Excuse me. You know, with my with my career and then my my, I have a you know, I I have that that thing about me when I have a thing. Boom. Yeah, but you know what? Last time I checked, this was America. You're not allowed to say what you want. Yeah, and you're, I, you're not. Look, Brian. Yeah. I love you, man. You're, yeah. you're not inciting to riot. Right. You're no. not saying racist things. You're not condemning people who don't agree with you. Right. And for you to lose 30 followers, I'm like, well, that's on them. I mean, I mean, I have friends, uh, close, personal, real, face-to-face, not social media friends. I'm like, I know for a fact he and I, she and I do not agree on these issues, political issues, social issues, sexual issues, whatever. And I'm fine. I go by one thing. How do they treat me? They treat me with respect? Do they respect my opinion? Did that make me feel like a shithead if, if they, we don't agree? Can we still get along with that? I mean, it, 
I, I didn't realize that we all had to march to the same. We all have to like the same music, the same political beliefs, the same religious beliefs, sexual, uh, uh, pr- uh, you know, uh, proclivities. I didn't realize we all had to be clones. And it's like I have no problem with that as long as you're respectful. And if you don't want to be my friend in real life or on social media, okay, off you go. That's on you. Don't claim to be open-minded and believe in free speech and free thinking and then delete the first time someone doesn't agree with you. The difference is mm. if Brian, if you were on your social media and said, here's my beliefs, here's what I think is going on. And if you don't believe me, you're a moron or what's wrong with you or you know, copy and paste if you agree or delete me if you don't agree. You're not, you're not antagonizing anybody. You're not challenging people. You're frustrated and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Frankly, I'll take that over some moron, you know, go, you know, abandoning their shoe in the middle of a fucking crosswalk because they were scared of a guy on a motorcycle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's, it, it, people need to keep a level head and common sense. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, man, dude, it's, it's so hard. And you know what? I, I, I can't accept, I'm having a hard time. See, I won't accept when people are telling me now, well, Let's go. Let's go take. Well, I message this girl. Let's take a walk. Whoa, that's dangerous. Okay, I can't. I just. I'm I, with you. You know, I can't. Because in your head, I mean, if you're like me, you're like, well, I guess I'm never going to see this girl again. Yeah, she's stupid. Facetime right. me. I'm not facetiming you because all of these things to me, I look at everything in technology that has led up to this point, and it's just to me not coincident that it all led up to this point where we're being held captive in our house, scared of everything. Yeah. But all the technologies allows us for each other to par- uh, look at each other on the phone. I know. You know what I mean? How did that happen just yeah, perfectly? And I'm sorry. Look, I mean, like, what's <laughs> funny is FaceTime has been around for how many years? I mean, a long time. Yeah. I think I, I talked to my mom. My mom's my best buddy. I come from a very small family. I'm an only child. She's my only relative that I talk to all the time. We travel the world together. I've written two books about her. She's yeah. my best buddy. I get my sense of humor from her. I either text her or talk to her every day. Well, during yeah. the pandemic, I literally have picked up the phone and called her every day because yeah. you need to hear someone's voice. My yeah. mom lives alone. She's a senior citizen. I'm alone. I want to make sure she's okay. She's healthy. I want to make sure she's not messing with me. And like, no, really, I'm fine. And that she's keeping busy. Plus, I want to make her laugh, keep her spirits up. And yeah. she does the same for me. Yeah. During this time, we have never FaceTimed. You know why? We don't need to because we're close enough and we have that bond anyway. Yeah. But don't sit there and tell me that FaceTime is just as good. It's not the same. It's not. All right. All right. Go get laid on FaceTime. Yeah. Go go on a date on FaceTime. Well, see, that's something that I think is happening with this situation. I believe, I believe it just very deeply that this is a plan, population control, stay six feet away. You stay six feet away. You can't touch. Mm-hmm. You can't touch. You can't kiss. Mm-hmm. You can't kiss. You can't fuck. Right. You can't fuck. You can't have kids. Right. China. We all believe that this shit started in China. Sure. Uh, a country that says one kid per household. Right. So now you got all these loser ass dudes in China because most of the it would be like two girls to every eight dudes in China, <laughs> right? Maybe so, in China. So it's like, well, though it's not good because there's eight dudes to two girls. I, oh yeah, you got it backwards. So eight girls. Yeah, if it was eight girls to two guys, yeah. yes, please. Right, but right. now it's eight dudes to two girls in China because they're only allowed one kid per household. Right. So now it's already hard enough to get laid as is, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a goddamn street fight. I was like the fucking out of work comedian or the old via FaceTime. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right. dude. No. So now in China, they, like imagine these losers in China. 
right? They can't get no girls. They got two, eight guys are fighting over two girls. Right. You know, and that makes me think that this is ultimately population control. I keep going back to the movie Demolition Man. I, I totally talked about that with my mom the other day. Really? Yeah. I yeah. totally did. I mean, and look, that was, that was kind of a comedy action movie, for yeah, lack of a yeah. better word. But you know what? You know what struck me that, that that I remembered from the movie Demolition Man. What? There's the scene where Stallone goes to dinner with Sandra Bullock, who is in her prime. Oh, looks. fine. So, oh, that's my love, right oh, there. Oh God, yeah. I had a massive Black crush. Hair, I, I was supposed to boom. interview. I was supposed to interview her at WMMS from the, uh, back in the day, and oh. then she she ironically she caught the flu and couldn't come to the radio oh. station. I was okay. like, this is it. I'm going to charm her. We're going to be married. We're going to have kids. <laughs> She's going to be Sandra Santini. So anyway, uh, what's funny is uh, Stallone wants to have sex with Sandra Bullock. This is the exact scene I'm talking about. Go I know ahead. It, Keep, I, going. Right? So, Keep going. And, so he leans in for a kiss. Yes. And she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she puts her hand up. Yeah. And she says, after AIDS, there was blank. And after that, yeah. there was – there, there are fictional words like right. diseases, grid and rib. Coronavirus, COVID-19. Right, right. She's like, after Basically. AIDS, there was this. After this. She goes, so they put on like virtual reality things. Mm-hmm. And they have sex, and Stallone whips his thing yeah. off. He's like, "What the hell this is that?" This ain't sex. <laughs> Let me show you what so sex then, is. So then he wants to go get dinner. Where do they go? Taco oh, Bell, wow. because Taco Bell is the only restaurant that exists. And Taco Bell in the movie was established as like a fine dining. It's like, yeah, and it, you, you, and it exists because it won the Price Wars, right? Right. Because and that is going to happen out there on our streets right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I only eat at mom and pop shops. I mean, those are the better restaurants. Oh, they care about they you. They care about you. You're helping out the local businessman. The food's better. They know you when you walk in. Every now and then you get a complimentary appetizer or whatever. Those kind yeah. of things, too. But, oh, my God, demolition, man. Who would ever thought that that would that come was back up? That was so like, accurate. Yeah, and the you. other thing I think about is the two groups of people. So there was a group of people, because remember they had it like San Diego, Santa Barbara, Los Angeles is all like one clean area, right? Mm -hmm. It's all very clean and prestige, which they're making happen right now, right? You see the signs, don't touch the button that tells you to go across the street. You know, they say, you know, that all these things are happening, right? So it's clean and pristine. And then there's the other group led by Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary, yep. And he has that kick-ass hot rod, that Chevelle or whatever it is. yeah, Yeah, and they're underneath the street. And they're living, they're eating rats, and they're still fucking drinking beers and fucking doing drugs. <laughs> you know what I living mean? Life. Living life. I'm going to get some pussy. You yeah. know what I mean? Whatever. And that is how I see this going. I mean, look, it's a leap. I get what you're saying. Yeah, maybe not, but no, no, there's, no, no. there's look, truth in some of that. There's, there's a difference. I'm not disagreeing with yeah. you. I understand what you're saying. But the very fact that you and I were having this conversation... It's just it's like right now, if someone's like, Jesus, these two guys have lost their fucking minds. Right. I was like, yes, sorry. I, we all, we have. It's like I said, uh, for someone who's at home, like, well, I got my wife and my kids. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, Brian and I, we're both single dudes. We all live alone. Yes. And we're in the entertainment <laughs> business. Our business is being around people. Yes. We want to be around people. And we're right now, Brian and I aren't dating anybody. Yeah. We're not, we, our families are across country. Yeah. Both of our, both of us have moms, both in Ohio, yes. coincidentally. Yeah. It's like. It's easier for you, but eventually everyone's going to fucking crack. Well, you had enough. Yeah, and and for us, we're we're trained to question things. Yeah. So we're going to be the first one to question, and we're going to be the first one to get ridiculed. Because our job, like George Carlin said in his final special, the man's last words were, question everything. Yeah. And he's in my Mount Rushmore of comedians. He's in the top five of pretty much everywhere because yeah. he said, question everything. Man, isn't it a shame that he's not alive during all this? He's the one we need right now. <laughs> I mean, I love Chappelle and I love everyone else. Yeah. 
But George Carlin's the one we need. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that George Carlin would walk into the grocery store to wear a goddamn mask. <laughs> and 20, all these comedians that are pissed at me, would George Carlin have walked into the goddamn grocery no. wearing a mask to be compliant? No. He might have worn a mask if he legitimately thought he was going to save lives. But I'm not for sure if there's enough proof that this isn't us being taken care You know, I can't, I just don't know. I don't want to put people in, 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 in jeopardy. Brian, but I, mean, I understand what you're saying. That's responsible. But yeah. if, look, if someone's going to listen to a podcast and go, oh, they've changed my mind. No, we're, not, give, we're not going to change their mind. Right? We're giving you food for thought. We're just telling you what we think here. Yeah. That's all. But I mean, it's like, I don't think we've said anything illogical. And of course, then comes the argument, well, if you had the coronavirus, you'd change your mind. Like, that doesn't change anything. I now have the coronavirus, but I still would, I still, you know, there's, the coronavirus is a type of flu. It's a bad flu. It attacks yeah. the respiratory system. I understand that. I'm not being callous about that. I know it acts faster. But don't sit there and tell me that it, 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 people think it's like a zombie apocalypse. Yes, They dude. think it's like they go, hey, they cough on you, your eyes turn red, your eyes liquefy, you turn into a zombie, then you drop dead. That is not the case. Some people died within three days. Well, we also don't know what their underlying medical history is. We don't know if they were elderly. We don't know if they had asthma, diabetes, a heart condition. We don't know. You know, I, speaking of all that, man, so one of the <laughs> one of the things I heard on the radio, uh, it's been a couple weeks ago, but 92-year-old man died of coronavirus. Yeah. 92-year-old man died at 90, being a 92-year-old man. Right. My dad died at 77. You know, when people ask me, how'd your dad die? He was 77. Right. Old goddamn age. Right. Okay, maybe he could have lived a little longer. Sure. But the dude was 77. Yeah. As a man, that's old age. Life is random. Why, why all of a sudden? I mean, look, they were saying about Dr. Fauci, like, well, his job is to cure the sick. And I respect that. He wants to save everybody. I respect that. But he's not a politician. And he's not an economist. Okay, stay in your fucking lane. Heal the sick. We'll handle public policy, the politicians, the health organizations, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, all the, Bill Gates, stay in your fucking lane. Make your little crappy home computers no one likes because they all catch viruses, irony intended. Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, so it is, stay in your fucking lane. You know, deal with your supercuts haircut and bang your moderately attractive wife. His wife's it, nasty, by the way. If I was as rich as him, that would not I, be my I wife. I'm like, goddamn sorry. What's the point of being that hot or that <laughs> famous? That rich. If, right. If that rich and famous, if like, really? You don't, you don't call Salma Hayek up and go, get your ass over here. Yeah, no shit. I don't know what are you doing, exactly. man? You, you, know that, you know Melinda Gates is going, the fuck did I? Uh, whatever, man. I ain't rocking the boat. Yeah. You know, just waiting for this fucking guy to die so I can get oh, all the rest of his money. You know, yeah. you know. But in the meantime, it's like, I, it's like, stay in your lane. Athletes who want to be rappers, rappers who want to be actors, stay in your fucking I'm not saying branch out or whatever, but stay in your lane. I know my strengths. Comedy, uh, TV hosting, and voiceovers. And I can do some acting. I got some chops, but I'm, yeah. not, I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis. I know what the who the hell I right, am. Right, you're going you're gonna to play Lou Santini. Right, I'm going to play a different With a different name. Different twist. I mean, yeah. I know I look like fucking Steve Carell like every goddamn day. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. But as I said, you know, I don't understand. It's like, stay in your lane. You're not a vaccine expert. Just millions of dollars doesn't make you an expert. You know what it is? You bought the people. Tell me everything you know about vaccines. I'm a vaccine expert now. No. Yes. Like, I love Cars. I've loved cars since I was a, a child. Yeah. I collected Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. 
I can change my oil. I can do minor diagnostic. Like, oh, I think we're low in radiator fluid. I think we're low in windshield wiper fluid. Up, oh, the brake pads are starting to go. Yeah. I don't know how to change brake pads. I don't know how to change. I don't know how to put a new cam into an engine. I stay in my lane. I go hire a professional to fucking do that. Yeah. But all of a sudden now, people think money equals knowledge. It does not. And the, the, the scary thing to me is that, you know, obviously Bill Gates has a fear of catching something himself yeah that's what ultimately this comes down to just like we all have fears just like my fear is the government taking us over right just as my fear is socialism communism, socialism pick one my my fear of not being able to run down the goddamn street and breathe the goddamn air yeah. the way i want to without any being stopped being stopped being walking down. i mean today they are bulldozing the skate parks in Venice Beach. Are you kidding me? Nope. They're There's taking them out. Video footage. No, they're, they're ta- the bulldozers are on Venice Beach this morning bulldozing sand over the oh, skate parks. I'm pissed. And I'm I, fucking and I'm like, pissed. And look, I'm not a skater. Never have been. I tried it once and I fell Me either, times. but I love what they do. Right. But I'm like, I'm like oh, explain to me. It's like a fence won't get this done. Caution tape. I think everyone knows you can't be outside in Venice Beach on your skateboard on the skate but there's bulldozers covering it so it's flat so there's no chance i'm like well there's a massive waste of our resources so we hired a guy the fuel the bulldozer we had to rent he's out there bulldozing sand and then when this is cleared like what i would love if 200 skaters went out there with shovels like fuck this noise arrest us they're 18 19 years yeah. old or whatever or older i'm not saying all skaters are 18 years old yeah, yeah it's like no and well, they like, should have the ones that are 18 and under do it because there's less of a punishment yeah well not to mention though no one was skating there to begin with no one was skating because you're not letting anybody out what is going on i, I mean, mean it's who, like really this will solve the problem because yes coronavirus is transferred via the skateboarders now who sent who sent the guys running the, the bulldozer? The bulldozer. I don't know if it's a mayor there. thing. I don't know if it's a governor thing. I, I really don't know. But I, I saw the. I woke up and I looked at that footage, and there's a guy driving a bulldozer, and you know that poor guy is probably going, Jesus, I hate this job. <laughs> you, you know, he's like, I'm just doing my job, man. And that poor guy, frankly, I have I respect. He needs a job. If he gets paid 150 bucks to bulldoze, he probably needs 150. Yeah, he needs a job. I can't be mad. I can't at be him. mad at him. He didn't make the call. He's like he gets but paid by I'm he gets paid by the city. Well, no, he gets paid by the city. He gets paid by the city. He has a job to do. They tell him to jump. He says how high. Yeah, it's tough, especially you know, put you if he's got a wife and a kids. He's right. out of work. It's, like I said, I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming like really. This will. So, they, uh, luckily, California has no more coronavirus. You know why? Yeah, we took we put sand on the skateboard parks. That's what saved the planet. <laughs> Damn, dude. I mean, how many skateboarders are on there at a time anyway? Twenty, and not to mention, are they holding hands? No. They're way apart. Way you, apart. You need to be not colliding you need with space each other to do that shit. You've been to Venice. You've watched these guys skateboard. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. I could sit there all day and I know, watch those kids. It's kind of a zen thing. You sit there it's and you total watch them zen and you sit thing. There and go, wow, look at these guys. I wish I could do that. Yeah. And I'm like, that look, they make it look easy. And they're not touching each other. And they're and skateboarders, by definition, are the most chill fucking people you ever meet. Yeah, they just they, they mind their own business. Yeah, they, they probably they give them an unfair rep, don't they? They, they do give them an unfair rep, you know. But it's just like it's like so bulldozing that. I mean, it, you know, I, I hate to sound uh, overly dramatic, but I watched that video. Oh my god, that looks so tyrannical. Let's watch this guy the bulldozer and just sand, cover it flat. It's, it's like it's not even there it's anymore. Exactly what it is, man. 
So, have I railroaded your whole podcast? No, I like it, dude. <laughs> Save me from time. No, I love it, man. I feel like I've, I've railroaded your whole podcast. I, see, Lou, I know you like to talk, so that's good. I can, <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's why you're a radio DJ. Yeah, now he's getting more whiskey. That's that a boy. Um, you squeeze it like a gas pump. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh. No, no. Uh, turn, like, like you're filling up gas. This is your first time in America? What are you doing? Are you upside down. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. There, there you go. Oh, no, I still did it wrong. Okay, there we go. Yeah, like a gas pump. Yeah. And while you're so, at it, it hit me. What? I don't know, dude. I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it's like, those little measures like that. It's like, it's one thing, stay at home, stay at home. But I'm like, okay, but yeah, yeah what, what, is, what is shutting down the skateboard parks? And like, what's funny was no one was skating there to begin with because yeah. you shut everything down. All of this is why I think that there is a government above the government. Yeah, I'm not because, arguing with you. Was it you or was it Darren Carter? Somebody, one of you guys sent me a thing about uh, the drones. Is that you or Darren? Uh, I sent that to you this you morning. You sent that to me, okay. Cause, and, and I saw that and they're, they're telling the drone. The drones are telling the people. Um, the drones are telling the people. Uh, don't that, that you got to go back inside, right? Which is eerily creepy. But so the first time. Uh, I voted. It was McCain and Obama, and obviously I went for I went for Obama. Right. I was like, okay, this will clear up racism. <laughs> <laughs> right. With one swipe of with one swipe with of Brian's cl- click and racism solved. Racism wow. solved. We're just waiting for Brian Swinehart to cast his vote. Okay. Oh my God! You gotta put that in your act. That's fucking okay. hilarious. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I figured I'll vote for Obama. This will take care of racism. <laughs> Boom! No I've done that part. You're welcome, world. <laughs> uh, please vote for the next one so you can solve the economy. <laughs> hey, don't worry. My friend Brian, he's voting the right way. Yeah. He'll fix this He'll economy. Fix He'll fix the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic. He's voting in November. But go ahead. I'm so oh so I was... I was I, 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 <laughs> I thought it'd be problem solved, right? Oh my god! And I'm walking down the street. I was just like, "Anyway, Obama," you know, especially in California, right? Mm -hmm. Because who you're around starts to impact you, right? Right? right. You get influenced by your friends. Yeah. And by by the way, by definition, comedians, I would like to think, are the most open-minded people on the planet because we work with tall, short, fat, thin, gay, straight, uh, amputees, uh, black. Uh, white, Hispanic, Asian, P- Middle Eastern. We, I've Native with, American. I would definitely say I have literally worked with just about every race that exists. Yeah, with zero problems. And for me, at least, I would all, I would so often get pay, when I was doing like hosting and feature gigs would almost always be with a black comedian. Is that right? Yes, because they put me with a black comedian to kind of okay, we need to kind of. <laughs> all American, you know what I mean? Right. Like, especially when they would send me up to uh, Funny Bone. It was booked by the Funny Bone people, but they would always send me to Kansas City, and it would be wild, like Michael Collier, who's like right. old school black eagle, say a jokey, hit his foot on the ground, <laughs> clap his hand, yeah, that's the punchline, laugh now, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. And they would send me because I'm the kind of there'd be a few kind of country country white people there in Kansas sure. City. They go, oh, there's the white guy, you know. So, but when the thing that turned me against Obama. And started worrying me and thought, and then I started hearing things that made me not trust was the drones. Yeah. Because he was sending drones to Afghanistan and shooting, killing people. People, oh, that's great he's doing that because it's not soldiers killing them. Right. And then I said something that pissed so many people off that 
not so many people, that would piss some people off that I was hanging out with was, well, what if they send it drones here and shoot us? Are you stupid, Brian? Yeah, I know. You're stupid, dude. They're not going to do that. Other comedians, they're not going to do that. Why would that happen here? How could that happen here? Well, and to me, my thinking is, a, a soldier or a police officer, you, look, you give cops shit or whatever, at the end of the day, they're a person, right? Right. They have a conscience. They have a conscience. They come and they shoot you in the head and kill you for no real good reason other than the fact that you left your house without the proper attire that they want you to wear or that you're running down the block and you could be contaminated. Right. They shoot you. They're going to have to lay in bed at night. Right. In answer to an authority. Uh, yeah, God or whoever. Oh, yeah, even their, them, their, God, boss, their boss. Or even themselves, right? right? Or even if their boss sent them out to do that. They have to go to bed at night and see... An image of them blasting you. Right. But a drone is never going to see that. And now when you see me that video, I'm like, man, what I said a few years ago, eight years ago, six years ago, however long it was, when the drones first started coming in, I had this wild thought, well, what if they turn them on us? It's kind of starting to seem more and more possible. I talk about on my podcast often, you know, on Amateur Nation about... uh Amateur technology. I'm like, look, I'm all for technology with, you know, uh, improving medicine, military application. Look, a drone, a robot going in to defuse a bomb as opposed to sending in a person. Hey, man, of course. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that is true. There are applications. I talk about autonomous cars all the time and how I'm so against them and how they invade privacy and everything yeah. in, in the United States. And how you're just like, you know, who's going to be uh, liable for that? Brian drives an autonomous car and crashes and kills somebody. Is it the car's fault? Is it Brian's fault? Is it the manufacturer's fault? Is it the person who developed the chip and the computer for the autonomous part of that car's fault? Is it the pedestrian's fault? Technology is fine as long as it's not intrusive and invasive and sacrifices our privacy. But somewhere along the way, when it came to technology, and I mean Facebook, Facebook is a part of technology. When we're talking about technology, there has never been any kind of regulations like you can't do that. There's no governing body that says like you can't you can't track what Brian clicks on to mm. determine what he, what you should send him for advertising. You can't do that. There's no regulations for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez, I mean, I'm a car guy, right? I mean, if someone posts a picture on Facebook of a car, I'm going to look at it automatic. That's just how I am. I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's your mind. It's just, just my mind. I like cars. Even if it's like, oh, I, and I click on it, I go, eh, I actually don't like that. doesn't matter. Facebook now has that data. Lou clicked on it, sent him these ads for this stuff, and then I'm getting bombarded. Then I get spam email and Instagram. It's, it's an assault on us, and it's meant to distract us from living our lives. Yeah. No one can be in a present moment anymore. It's so goddamn true. Now, you know, with, with all that being said, the first time I caught on to that they were doing that was I was in Seattle. And I went to Bruce Lee's grave. Mm. And then when I got back to my friend's apartment who I was staying, I was doing some gigs there, but my friend was letting me stay with him. And I went back to his apartment and I turned on my computer and I turned on YouTube and Bruce Lee's shit started popping up. Of course. Wow. Dude. I know. Wow. I know. Wow, I went to his grave, my iPhone recorded it, I go to my Apple computer, Bruce Lee on my YouTube. Yeah. I mean, get the fuck, Bruce Lee had never popped up on my YouTube before then. How about this story? I talked about it on my podcast, and it's not news, everyone knows about this story. I want to say it's in Florida, but I've had a couple whiskeys, but that's irrelevant. I want to say it's in Florida. A guy used to do his daily jog. 
and he had one of those, uh, not, a, not an Apple watch, but like a Google watch, like a fitness thing. Okay. How many miles he did, what his pace was, he's trying to beat his record, whatever. Same route every day. Coincidentally, a woman was murdered on his route. Detectives used Google to track him. He happened to be jogging by her house at that time. They fucking arrested this guy. Oh. And because, and he's like, I was jogging. They didn't just let it go with that. This guy was arrested. He had to hire an attorney, and he was, of course, exonerated. He's like, I did not, I don't know who the hell this person is. But I mean, that's my point. And, you know, they think, oh, and this is where the people are like, oh, well, safe, better safe than sorry. I'm like, okay. You get arrested then. Yeah, no. You're, you're trying to, you're driving your daughter to daycare and you get arrested for a murder. Let's see how much you go, better safe than sorry. Yeah. And you have to take money out of your own pocket to hire an attorney to defend yourself from a crime you did not even commit or wasn't yeah. even there. See, that's you know, what, that's, 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 this is not safety at any cost. All right. This is that. That's an extreme example, of course, but that's safety. The, the Tesla cars, Tesla if you buy a Tesla, they have cameras inside the car, and they're always updating. There's a computer inside that updates all the time, right? There's cameras inside. People have been caught in compromising situations, unflattering photos. The Tesla cars take video and photos of you outside, right in front of your car. So you're bending over, and your ass is there. Your boobs are hanging out or whatever. Tesla takes a picture of it, and guess where all those photos go? Whoop, right back to Tesla's lab. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it like what, well, I don't want my car taking photos of me. No. Not that I'm having a lot of action. Like, like, no. <laughs> who is? I mean, unless you, if you have a girlfriend right now, you, you are smart. If yeah. you had, By but, the way, going way back to your original point about population control. Yes. You know, they're saying, you know, they didn't think that through because they're like, well, they're trying to limit us, you know, trying to get the population down. Well, if you sequester us long enough, in about nine months, there's going to be a lot of unfortunate babies being born because they'll be like, oh, God. There, there is. There I mean, is. But, I'll admit, I, I've actually been texting women. I'm like, I can't stand this girl, but I'm texting her anyway. Just. Just to say hi. Well, you know, dude, I flew to Florida last weekend. <laughs> I didn't put that on Instagram because I knew too many people would be pissed off. But I flew to I flew to Florida just to meet a girl I had never met. I met her on Bumble. Okay. And I flew there, and we were talking on the phone and everything, and it was, you know. So I was like, "Fuck, dude, I may never get laid again for the rest <laughs> of my life. I'm going." <laughs> what he said was, uh, "Was it uh, you? Uh, porn is viewership is up like four hundred percent. How could it not be? How could it not?" But I talk about it on my podcast. I mean, because masturbation, of course, is uh, it's healthy. But they were saying, like, actually, during this time, masturbation, they recommend it because it uh, reduces endo- uh, it releases endorphins and it actually reduces, I want to say, serotonin, like the anxiety, depression thing, which is a good thing. Uh, and it also boosts your immunity, which is always a good thing. But it's like, all right, I, I can only masturbate. I'm only one man. I, right, I do dude, it so I, many. I, I, I I only, I, I'm getting older. I don't have 40 pops a day yeah. in me like when I was in my 20s. Yeah. But it just, you know, I said, you know, but the whole point is just keep us numb, keep us, you know, every commercial. There was a clip on YouTube, but they're saying every commercial now is the same. During these uncertain times, and yes. there's a soft piano and these empty street footage or whatever. I'm like, there's a reason these commercials all are following the same protocol. You're being conditioned to accept it. Why? So one man or a group of very small group of people can control the earth because they think they know what's best for the rest of us? Mm-hmm. Now, okay, what do you think? So what do you think Trump's involvement in this is his involvement? Do you think he's anything? I mean, like look, it? I'm not – I don't discuss my political stuff much. I don't I, – I, like if I'm wrong or right, who cares? But I don't think he had anything to do with this. I mean keep in mind he took office how many years ago? Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's just such a weird thing that is happening right now 
during little, election year. During election year. Right. So it's like, it's like, you see, now the one thing I will notice, and, and look, you, we, can, we can hit YouTube videos and find this shit out. Uh, so in my lifetime, the presidents were Reagan, which I don't remember because I was too young. Sure. Okay, so I don't really count him because, but the first president I remember was Bush, the first. Mm-hmm. Bush, the first mentioned NWO, New World Order. Right. Then it was Clinton. Yep. Clinton was all over New World Order. Right. And that was, by the way, during Clinton's administration, uh, you know, a two-termer, we actually had a, 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 a surplus rather than a deficit yeah. in budget. We had well, extra money. Extra money. <laughs> so maybe Different we, time then, I get it. But, and then we had uh, uh, Bush Jr. And of course, Bush Jr. has mentioned New World Order. Yeah. And then we had Obama, and Obama mentioned New World Order. Now, Trump never mentioned New World Order. And that's how he got me on his side because he said America first. Right. So to someone like myself, fuck yeah. By the way, I mean, again, I'm not spewing my political beliefs. Yeah. I will never tell you if I, who I voted for. It's no one's business except my own. Whether I voted. You're for smart. Yeah, I just, I just, I've always like, who'd you vote for? None of your fucking business. It's called a private vote for a reason, asshole. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, again, I have voted for Republicans in the past. I voted for Democrats in the past. Like, I like this candidate or I like his his policies. That's what I vote for. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. And that's that. true because I've known you for a long time. Yeah. And you've always been – because a lot of people are blinded by – they will just go with their – like at yeah. this point, my mom will never vote for a Democrat. No way yeah, right? in fucking shit she would. Well, I mean there is the uh, rule – not a rule, but there is the uh, thing where like as people get older, they vote more Republican. I, I understand that because you get older. You want to protect your money, your investments, or yeah. whatever. And you get more set in your ways. It's yeah. logical. It makes sense. Not yeah. all, but yeah. some. But it's like, again, I don't care. I don't understand why people are like, what? You're a Democrat. I'll kill you. What? You're a Republican. Like, yeah, you're, I'm going to slice your throat. Well, yeah. Last time I checked, the reason we left England <laughs> was for freedom to vote for who we want to vote for. It's like, I don't understand why I'm a bad person now. It's like, do I treat you with respect? Do I tell you how to believe? Then go fuck yourself. What do we care? What do we care? Yeah. You know, but when it comes to uh, those kind of things, I just I don't understand why uh, people get get so bent out of shape. And so yeah, because it's just I mean, because now it's like this whole thing. It's like it's trying to figure out who is behind this because oh uh, we'll we'll find out, but it's going to be it's going to be years years. It, it, this it, has to go away, and we'll be on to the next thing, and there will be some like you know Kenneth Starr type investigation, like with Linda Tripp. You know, mm-hmm. and the Monica Lewinsky thing, all of a sudden, like, wait, wasn't that like four years ago? We didn't even care about that anymore. And that's yeah. what they're counting on. Yeah, it's the same thing with 9-11. I mean, I remember I had that red pickup truck. No, okay, so 9-11, I wasn't your roommate yet. 9-11 happened. I was living in Pasadena with Bernadette O'Brien, who I still do work for, right? Okay. I, I do, I'm like her handyman now. And she lives out in Pasadena, wardrobe lady at Paramount at the time. Now she's like 86 years old, and she... I hires me to do her fix her house up, and so so I um I was driving from her house in Pasadena to acting class. I'll never forget this day, man. Nine eleven because nine ten. Oh, that was, was on the nine eleven. Yeah, nine ten was a beautiful day. Yeah, beautiful California sunny day, and the world was just perfect. Yeah, and then nine eleven come, and I'm driving to acting class, and I hear about these. Explosion, and I'm thinking like that shit that happened in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, I'm thinking, ah, it sucks, but it's a little shit. And then I get to acting class, and my teacher's all distraught, and everybody's kind of riled up. He said, "I can't have class today. I'm from New York City. I can't have class." I said, "Okay." So I went down, and I I, I got my car worked on. There was something wrong with my truck. I had that 
red truck my dad gave me before he died. And I'm looking at, and I look on the TV and I see the bam, plane sitting that thing. Bam, plane sitting that thing. And then right away they're saying it's Bin Laden, right? Bin Laden. Oh, fuck that motherfucking terrorist. Right. That motherfucking terrorist. And what they get us fighting? An enemy called terrorism. Very hard to grasp terrorism. Yeah. So I'm buying it. I'm fucking terrorism. Years go by, we say, okay, well, you know, because of terrorism, we can't trust these motherfuckers. I got to take my shoes off to get in the airport. <laughs> yeah, that'll solve everything. Yeah. I can't trust these motherfuckers. Go ahead, look at my backpack. I ain't carrying no explosives. And then they start taking the bottled water yeah. that you paid $1 for that you can't finish till you get in. And then you get inside the airport and you got to pay $5 for it. That sounds a little ridiculous, but think about the billions, if not trillions, <laughs> that have been made on Starbucks frozen drinks and bottled water. I knew it! <laughs> Starbucks is the Starbucks cause. Starbucks is the cause. Oh. And then you go through the, the scan. Now, this to me, now they're starting to do the scan where you walk through the airport and yeah. you put your hands up. There's no fucking way that's healthy for you. Well, I mean, are you TSA pre-approved? No. You know what that is, though, right? I've heard of it. I don't yeah, really yeah, know. I think it's 80 or $88 or whatever. Okay. You, you, it, it's a little online process. They have to make sure you're not a felon, that kind of stuff, too. You okay. never caused a problem on an airplane or whatever. And you basically what it is is like skip the regular boarding procedure. TSA pre-approved. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start doing that if comedy comes back. Oh, it's the best 80 bucks I ever spent. I mean, it, my, It's my, for every year for for lifetime. I think you I think you renew it like every five years or something. Oh, like that's that. a good deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom does that. It just saves you so much. You don't I'm going to do that. And you don't have to take your shoes off or empty, open up your bag. You just you walk in. Basically, it's like, we know this guy is not an asshole. You can go through. Oh, that's cool. It's the best 80 bucks ever. I don't know why any comedian would not who works the road would I'm not I'm going to start do that. doing that. That's yeah, yeah. easy. But now they have that other thing. Because uh, I get pissed when my oh. anger... I have an anger problem when I go through that damn. Oh yeah. Take your shoes. Oh, I guess yeah, TSA pre-approved. Shoes on. Keep your rings on. Necklace, watch, whatever. Just walk through, and there's still you still walk through a thing to make sure yeah. you're not having a gun. But I mean, it's like if you're that dumb to be TSA pre-approved and you're still carrying a gun going to the airport, yeah. you deserve to get clipped. But yeah, no, I just uh, TSA pre-approved is the way to go. But yeah, this is all you know. We went through this like. Life changed after 9-11. And now for the next generation, life changed after Corona. BC now becomes, instead of before Christ, is before Corona. Yeah, it's totally. Because this, to me, I mean, maybe because we're living and we're right in the fucking middle of this shit right now. But I think coronavirus is worse than 9-11. I don't know. Because 9-11, to me, I look at it like a fight, right? Because in 9-11, we got punched in the fucking jaw right away. Boom. Yeah. Bam. You seen it? Boom. You got knocked out. Yeah. You regained your consciousness. It was tangible. You could see it on TV. We knew what we were dealing with, at least. Yeah. This came out of nowhere. This came out of nowhere. And then the and difference it, is, you know, we're, we're getting, oh, it was China's fault. No, it's Trump's fault. Well, no, it's Bill Gates' fault. Well, how long did we know about this? And next thing you know, just the idea that they got everyone talking and... Uh, and hypothesizing yes. and conspiracy theories. Now everyone is like, oh. Meanwhile, wh- whoever is responsible, pick one. They're going perfect. They're not even worried about us right now. All they care about is toilet paper and being able to go out to dinner and have sex again. Which goes back to toilet paper. Goes back to Demolition Man. Yeah, where they used uh, seashells instead. Remember they would. I don't remember. They that. didn't have toilet paper. They had seashells. I don't know how the hell you wipe your ass with seashells. Ow, that hurt my butthole just hearing that. But that that was what they had. They didn't have toilet paper. They had seashells. 
And By the way, was, let's go back to the toilet paper thing. Yes. I get it. A bunch of amateurs hoarded toilet paper were buying, you know, 5,000 rolls at a time, and you and I couldn't get any there for a while. But, it, no pun intended, but yeah. explain it's to fun. me, here's how I will know that this was a hoax. If, by some chance, let's say they go, hey, the coronavirus, the quarantine's lifted on May 1st. And if I go to my grocery store and I see a shitload of toilet paper, I'm like, I now officially call bullshit. So you're telling me there was no toilet paper, mm. but the day it's over, tons of toilet paper. Right. You know what I mean? I know it's, I know it's, and, and, and the idea that you and I are talking about this sounds ridiculous and that's what they count on. And again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm, I hope I look stupid. I, I do I, too. I hope somebody goes, Santini, you believe Santini? I'm like, good. I, hey, I'll, I'll wear that hat. I'm like, yeah, I was an idiot. I'm sorry, but you had me crazed. I didn't go anywhere for six weeks. I haven't touched a boob for three months. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I eat my own food, which I fucking hate now. Yeah. You know, I'm wiping toilet paper with, I'm wiping my ass with Kleenex yeah. instead of toilet paper. <laughs> what did you expect me to do? I, it's just, it's. But I mean, you can't tell me that, uh, sorry, so there's a bunch of people hoarding the toilet paper. Did the people at Charmin or Cottonelle all of a sudden just shut down the fucking production plant? Right. Why isn't this available? That should be, they should be working 24-7. Why is it available? I mean, it's like, it's like it's all ridiculous. right, so you bought a bunch. Are you telling me that the people who make toilet paper only make enough on a week-by-week basis down to the last sheet? Go, don't shit at my cupcake and call it frosting. All right? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's like, come on, man. It's like, you can't tell me you don't have extra. Like, you know what? Let's get another order out right away. No, stop. Just stop. Especially since all stores across the world are saying one package per customer. The first week, I get it. People were assholes and they were hoarding. After that, it's like, okay. So you're telling me the factories, oh, we weren't prepared for this. We just make enough for each week and then we just, you know, we send our workers home and we smoke a joint. No, come on. Yeah. They've went. That that just shows you the greed of people. I'm totally investing stocks in like paper products yeah. and Purell. I gotta buy. I gotta get on the internet and buy some shit because yeah, right but, now we're still low on the stock market, right? So if we get in, we yeah. can. But here's the thing too. So let's say the next virus happens or whatever. Who knows what arbitrary random thing? We need Manila envelopes and cough drops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who who knows? It's like you're just picking things at random. Yeah. Here's the funny thing in L.A. where we both live. I'm like, I don't eat a lot of... I put peanut butter like in my protein smoothies that I yeah. make and the occasional peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. We had plenty of peanut butter, but only in LA would we be out of almond butter. I'm like, Jesus, you fucking... Almond butter. You fucking almond hipster butter, idiots. Like, I mean, I like almond butter yeah. or whatever, but it's like... It's like, yeah. Meanwhile, like my friend, she's she's like, yeah, I couldn't get tampons, and I had a leftover box of tampons from my ex. I'm like, you can have them. I'm not using these. My mom lives in Ohio. She could get toilet paper, but she couldn't get cat litter. It's like, are your cats shitting more now? All of a sudden, they don't know there's a coronavirus. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's. I think this is your longest episode ever. It's the longest. Episode. <laughs> we got we will have to roll because I got it. I got uh, I got somebody calling me at seven p.m. It's uh, six fifty three. But I get you. But no, man. We. I just it's the craziest time. It's good. You know what I mean? You, you, I've been trying. So for the longest time, I've had that. I read that book, The Artist Way, for probably back when I was living at your place. I've I read it too. I know the Artist Way. Maybe you even introduced I've me to it. it. And it says, write your journal in the morning. Right? You wake up. I wake up right away. I have these dreams. And I dreamed this and this. I jumped off a bridge or whatever the fuck. I write down my dreams and I write down whatever's in my thought. Fuck, this sucks, man. <laughs> so fucking depressed. Yeah, if I wrote in a journal right now, every entry would be like, fuck this noise. Fuck this sucks, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. And then, and, then, and then what I started doing was writing down my, uh, my, my, my goals and my blessings. Mm. And the last month, I hadn't been able to do that. Mm. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, I mean, I mean. But I still got my blessings. My blessings really aren't different. I got my mom. I got Bob and Dolores. Yeah. I got my friends, Ishmael, if you're your listening health. to it, you know. Your health. Uh, my health. I got, you know, I, so I still have my health. I you still have, have all these things. Cogent mind. Cogent mind. I'm still, you know, I'm still, I'm still able to do push-ups and pull-ups and all the things that I love to do. But I'm having trouble writing down my blessings because they don't. It seems like it's taken from us, right? It's like gone. It's like boom, and um, so I'm I'm still kind of kind of writing those things. But I just like it seems like it's 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 kind of some of the things that we were grateful for are kind of stripped from. You know, our whole lives are are, and maybe it will come back. But it's never going to be the same. Just like life after 9-11. Because I was fortunate to live 20 years before 9-11 happened. I think I was 21 when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. So there was 20 years. And I told the guy working. So when we're when I'm in line do, delivering groceries for people, I'm talking shit. Mad shit to anybody I can. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm like in their ears. you know. And, and some of the people are really... Like today I said, I couldn't fucking take it. I'm walking through that goddamn store. I've been my second delivery of the day. And I'm spending hours in the grocery. Sure, of course. I'm like, fuck, I can't t- take this guy. Yeah, you're not buying for you. You're buying for, for other you people. Know. I don't even know, right? So I'm taking a mask off my face and putting it on my neck. And this girl winked at me. And she's wearing... <laughs> a marriage proposal. It's, like, time, it's like, she gave me the... Like, oh, okay. So I think that's a symptom of the, the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I mean, I don't know, but I still got to be grateful. You know, we got to think about what we got. And, you know, you and I have been friends for fucking, oh, damn near two decades. Yeah, right. You know, so I count my blessings for that and that we we can win. You know, we can still win. It's just a matter of there's it's a to me. It's a two to ten ratio. Twenty percent are going to question. Eighty percent are going to follow. Mm. And but they say like when you want to do something right, like twenty percent of your work, so you spend eighty percent on like administrative. Okay, I gotta send this email to this and this and that. But the twenty percent you sit down and write your material, prepare your set is what's gonna make you the money. Right. So you got twenty percent of the time, and then you gotta do eight percent. And so the twenty percent who are questioning it, they will be the heroes. Yeah. At the end of the day, and. We both hope we're wrong, but we're in the 20%. Yeah. And there's 80% that are just, they grew up on television. Like I said, I was so upset that that girl, Jennifer, said, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. I know. But she grew up on television. And she only knew me for five, six years. And we friendly, whatever. But she only knew me for a little bit of time, but she grew up on television. So she's going to trust television more over than a person that she knows over than a person she knows because she grew up on television yeah and that's what we're dealing with and we're at the bottom line we are the final two out of ten people because and i see it in the stores eight of those people look at me like i'm a goddamn contaminated fucking gonna kill them yeah and then every once in a while i'll meet that bag boy and i'll say man youngster when I was 21, 9 11 hit, and they really pulled one over on us, motherfucker. They're pulling one over on you. And that's who we got to hit. Yeah, then you might be onto something there. You guys know what time it is. It's swine time. <laughs> Amateur Nation, Lou Santini, check it out. It's an amazing podcast. Always a pleasure, man. We'll see you next time. <laughs>